Music You're Missing's next concert, Acoustic Night Out, comes to Cambridge, Massachusetts on Saturday, February 17th at the Cantab Underground. Riding the wave of viral success on TikTok, Simon Robert French is set to perform for the first time since his debut release, Robert's Place, not only amassed over 10 million views, but also established him a substantial fan base of over 250,000 social media followers. Joining him are DIY bedroom pop artist and Boston Music Award nominee Lazy and the ever-positive longtime singer-songwriter Rachel King. Tickets are $10 and they're on sale via Eventbrite. You can find the ticket link in the show notes or linked in our Instagram bio. I hope to see you at the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we're in studio with Chandler Cooper. Chandler Cooper is an independent artist out of Texas. I was first introduced to Chandler not from his music, but by his viral TikTok account, Susan Bennett Paypig. And now if you're wondering what that means, you'll just have to tune into the interview for the answer. But his hilarious antics on TikTok have taken off tremendously, amassing him millions of views and a loyal following. Between the two counts, he has over 900,000 followers. Chandler has uniquely used this character to successfully market his original music. With tracks like Lexapro and New Chevy, Chandler reveals that he's more than just a funny guy. He has the ability to channel heartbreak and other serious subject matter into beautifully crafted works of art. With only eight tracks on streaming, Chandler is in the earlier stages of his career, but it's evident that he has all the right things in place to truly take off. I'm excited to have him in studio to talk about his music, his goals, and of course, SBPP news. But first, you listen to podcasts before, you know the drill. Hi, my name is Brendan. I've worked in the music industry for a few years now, and throughout my career, I've always resonated most with the artists who I felt like weren't getting the attention they deserve. So I created the Music You're Missing podcast to interview artists who sound like they should be on today's top hits, but aren't quite there yet. Every artist interviewed on the show gets their music featured on the official Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. And if you head there now, you can find some of my favorite Chandler Cooper tracks streaming on the collection. While you're checking things out, it'd be great if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you're listening. I know it's super corny to ask, but the more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which in turn means more exposure for these amazing artists that we feature. And finally, to stay up to date with all of Music You're Missing's happenings, including concerts, giveaways, and new episodes, follow Music You're Missing on Instagram and TikTok at Music You're Missing. Okay, I promise that's all for me. Without further ado, I'm so excited to bring you Chandler Cooper on the Music You're Missing podcast. Hey, Chandler Cooper. Welcome to the Music You're Missing podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm really cold, though. Yeah, it's really fucking cold here in yeah. Boston. Yeah, it's very cold. Have I'm, you I'm doing fantastic, been here though. before? Never been to Boston. Yeah, uh, you're literally, you traveled to Boston for Music You're Missing. I traveled far and wide. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I'm yeah. so honored. Yeah, it's a lot different than Texas. I was actually on the phone with my friend. He was like, why the hell are you? Am I allowed to cuss? I don't really. Absolutely. Know. Okay, yeah, cool. Just... He said, why the crap? Why the hell? Why the, fu- <laughs> why, the fu- uh, f- why the fuck are you in Boston, dude? <laughs> and then he went on to this thing about the science of how it's colder in Texas than it is in Boston. With- and I was like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No, it is yeah, so not colder in Texas. My God, yeah, it's freezing. It's freezing here, but I love it. I think it's great. I yeah, I mean, I am not energized by the cold by any means. I'll never get used to it. I <laughs> yeah. get seasonal depression. I'm grumpy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Um, it's good to be here. So from Texas, I'm kind of curious because whenever I like, I travel a lot, and whenever mm-hmm. I travel anywhere outside of the U.S., I feel like people will describe the U.S. to me via texas stereotypes yeah um i've got a curious what uh what texas stereotypes do you kind of fall under you know what's so funny my town i have a i'm from a small town called cleburne and cleburne um has a lot of dirt roads 
and my general area, there's still a lot of people that ride horses. <laughs> so when okay. people, people ask me questions, but when I was out in California, it was hard to get used to because I was like 17 and people were asking me questions about Texas. They're like, so do people really ride horses? I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you do. So I just turned a knob. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, some people do. I, oh my God, my first time riding a horse was in 2020 and the horse, I like, saw a snake or something and got spooked. And that was my last time riding a horse because it ran and it started like in the little pin it was in. There was like a, a, a metal, what would you call that, frame? Yeah. And it started running out of it. Were you spooked? Uh, I was spooked too, yeah. I <laughs> jumped. I jumped off it. I bailed off this horse and smacked my face. And then for the next two days, I was like out of commission. Risk wasn't worth the reward. No, no, not at all. I, so now I have like kind of a fear of horses. <laughs> and, but yeah, but no, like that's, but yeah, no, uh, the stereotypes... I have a where I'm from. I have a hard time um, being able to discredit those. Yeah, I'm from a pretty hick, pretty hick place. In really? Texas. Yeah. I, honestly, I never would have guessed that you were like that deep Texas. Yeah, my mom's from California. My dad's from Guatemala. So I don't really have the uh, hey brother, how you doing? It's <laughs> nice to see you. It's not George Bush. <laughs> not yet. A few more years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, so obviously, I discovered you through TikTok, but. I since found out that you actually had an original kind of popping off on Vine and Musical.ly. Yeah. I'm so curious. Like, what kind of content were you making? Uh, well, with Vine, I really didn't have anything to do in my small town because yeah. there's nothing. Like, there was a bowling alley that bikers would go to. <laughs> and so I had nothing to do. So I just, I was with my friend one night and we were just like, we, we were both making Vines. And one of my Vines did well. One of his Vines did well at the same time. And then we got together, and we just uh, started making vines. And we just went by Zach and Chandler. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, like, he didn't like doing it. I loved doing it. Fell in love with it. I changed the name of the account. The account, like, got, like, 50,000 followers, which on yeah. Vine was crazy. Was, yeah, no, that's, like... No algorithm. It's yeah. word of mouth. Yeah. So that was, uh, it was pretty crazy. And then I switched over to Musical.ly. But I was just kind of making comedy sketches and the musically was musically like the music video editor yeah and i hopped on i saw everybody like tell me pretty lies look me in my face tell me that you love me even if it's fake and um and then i just hopped on doing like vine content yeah and so that's where it started well that's that was really was. one that was really good too um when you were posting on vine mm-hmm. w- was there any particular end goal or were you just like it's funny oh my god <laughs> the end goal was i was so obsessed with magcon <laughs> and do you remember magcon yeah of course meet and greet convention i think that's probably why i even have a podcast these days <laughs> <laughs> right they, they 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 uh they set the blueprint i was actually it was so funny we were i swear to god i don't talk about magcon super a lot but like an hour ago my girlfriend's right here sarah um about an hour ago, I was just giving her the entire lore on Jack and Jack from <laughs> MadCon. And I was, like, I was like, this is Jack and Jack. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they were releasing music before Shawn Mendes, you know. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. No, so I, just, I wanted to be on MadCon really bad. That's what it was. I thought they were so cool. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, like, made a blueprint, though. Like, do you, you know that you have a famous birthdays account, right? Yeah. Or, like, page. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's when you know you made Vine history. And, it yeah, like, it quotes. It, like, it has, like... Started off on Vine. Yeah, it used to say Viner on there, and then it went to uh, Musically Star, and then Rapper. And oh. yeah, so I, I it's still rapper. They're really keeping tabs on your career. Are, whoever's yeah. behind it, they are. They're like, he has three. He has at least three thousand fans. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I do. I do have a. That is my minimum. Uh, so I mean, you had fifty thousand followers. That, like I said, like that's. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot on TikTok now, but like it's obviously. 
achievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in yeah. Vine, not that was no. a lot. We um, only had Revines. Did you have like opportunities come up from that back in the day? I did. You know, the, the funniest thing about that was back in the day you had Telegram for, and it was, they put Wait, you I don't even groups. think I know what that is. Telegram? Yeah. So Telegram is like kind of like WhatsApp. Uh, now it's just for buying Kush on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just for buying marijuana. <laughs> and uh, they'd put you in groups where it would just be all the meme accounts. And so, like, that was kind of cool. There's so many people that pop up on TikTok where it's like, uh, I don't want to, like, name names. So there are people that are, like, killing it on music, like, doing all this shit. And it says, from your contacts, and we'll have their name on TikTok. That, and it'll say, like, uh, like best Bay Vines. And it'll have, like, their <laughs> number 307K Vine. And so, but, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot that, that came from it, like, from Vine specifically. What came out of it was I went to California the first time. Oh, word. With a big group of people, and um, I got to meet everybody that I'd idolized. And then from there, that transition went into Musical.ly, and then that Musical.ly, those Musical.ly connects with the Vine connects, and everybody, nobody had their footing yet. Yeah. So all the Viners were still trying to figure out their lifeblood is gone. They're, they have a recognizable face, but it's time to get a job. And Musical.ly is a thing popping off, but all the Viners were like, I don't really want to do Musical.ly, so everybody was moving to YouTube. And the select amount of Viners made it from YouTube. So everybody was in that transitional period. And I seemed to get into the entertainment industry for social media right during that transition. Because I didn't pop off on Vine until the end. Uh-huh. And I didn't pop off on Musical.ly until the beginning of the new, you know, like new era. Age. Yeah. yeah, so I, that, that's the thing that came from Vine was right when I started blowing up, I was able to get into the transition and start meeting TikTokers and you know other Viners and YouTubers. I tried the YouTube stuff, but it was too hard for me. It, it it's, it's like hard. a lot of a commitment to even it post is. like one long form video. Yeah, takes quite some time. I don't understand how people can. I mean, I obviously understand it, but like yeah. it is a commitment for a creator to post like full length content every week. Yeah, it, it it really is, and it's also like it just takes up so much mental space. Yeah, you know, like that's that's a that's a big thing with it too. Is I I heard there's like a three day rule to follow, but I'm just like I'm I'm gonna there's get too into fucking it. rules. Too dude. many it's too many <laughs> rules, and if you miss rules. one rule, your content gets all messed up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just yeah, like yeah. Oh, I don't want you know let me make my music and shut the fuck up, and let me just sit in the back, <laughs> make my little my little TikTok, <laughs> and I'll just be in my little bubble. Yeah, well, your little TikToks is actually like how I found you, but yeah. I didn't find you initially from your music. Yeah, I did in fact find you from your account, um, Susan Bennett Pay Pig Two. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into the wild antics that go down <laughs> on that, uh, you can can you kindly explain that name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, back in 2016, I, I love voice acting. That's like my big thing. Yeah, you actually do some great impressions. Thank I you. Noticed. Thank you. But yeah, I love voice acting, and I found that, like, it was this article about <clears throat> the most famous people that you've never seen, and one of them was the actor named Doug Jones, I believe is his name, and he's, like, from the, the Shape of Water, and he's the Silver Surfer. Like, he's just, like, kind of the template for, you know, aliens and stuff like that, he's, you know. And then one of them was Susan Bennett, and Susan Bennett's the voice actor who provided the voice for Siri. Okay. And she's this sweet older lady who like wears big glasses and tells you, vote, everybody should vote. She wears a scarf and she's like, hi, I'm Susan Bennett. You probably know me. <laughs> and it's just, it's so insane. She looks like she gives good hugs and smells nice. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little old lady that you kind of just want to meet. And I thought, 
that's super niche and funny. I'm, it's like 2016, and I would always act like I was having mental breaks on the streets of Los Angeles, and I had this friend, Cody. Shout out to Cody, because he's he never let me live it down, and that's where I kind of got the, the name. But uh, I would walk through the streets, and there'd be, like, girls who would look at Cody. He's a handsome fella, tall. And I would just go, uh, Susan Bennett. Uh, and I would just, like, start, like, tweaking out. And then they would, like, get up and start moving faster. Like, like oh, God. Okay. And so I, I would always do this thing. And then I was going through, I think it was Twitter, and I saw this guy named Norman the Slave Pig. And he's this old guy. I think he's, like, 80. Are you familiar with Norman the Slave Pig? I'm not quite familiar with his work. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it passed my desk at least a time or two. <laughs> I, I, I hope it didn't. <laughs> but I hope it did. But anyways, uh, yeah, he's just this old man. He's in his 80s, and he has, like, uh, uh, a pig snout tatted across his forehead, eyebrows tatted, and it just says, like, on his chest, he has Miss Talon's cuck tattooed on him. Mm. He's just, oh, man, scary as hell, but he's a pay pig. And I thought, oh, this guy's Miss Talon's, like, pay pig? That's hilarious. <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm Susan Bennett's pay pig. <laughs> and I made that my Finsta. Okay, this is so <laughs> long-winded, but I made that my Finsta name was Susan Bennett's pay pig. Then I was doing, on my main account on Chandler Cooper... I was making my music and I was doing a uh, super niche um, like character that I yeah. created, and <clears throat> I didn't talk and I wasn't going to speak until I started giving the um, the announcement that my debut single for my album Eye to Eye came out. So I was like, man, I just feel like I wish I had a fin stuff for TikTok that I could just post stuff. And my friend Giuliano, who is now Giuliano, so cute, low key, does a bunch of Target videos. He was like, dude, just make like, I don't know, make like a fin stuff for your TikTok. Like, just make a TikTok where you post whatever. And I was like, yeah, I could do that actually. But no, and he, so <laughs> I made the I made the video. Susan Bennett's Pay Pig, but I made the mistake that or the channel, and then I made the mistake that with every video I made. It started doing well, Susan Bennett's Pay Pig. Yeah. And with every video I made, I would show my ass for a split second at the end, <laughs> whether it's me showing my arc or whatever it is, arch. <laughs> um, I would do that. So that account got banned. And then Giuliano called me, and he was like, dude, it got banned. That was like the last funny thing I saw on TikTok. And so then I made I made Susan Bennett's Pay Pig 2. Oh, that's why there's a 2 at the end. <laughs> <laughs> there's a 2, because I got banned on my first. I got fucking banned. Uh -oh. And so, oh so I, I got banned on my on my first one. So I'm still banned. So yeah, so I made Susan Bennett's pay pick too. And that's where it came from. It's just super weird niche. But yeah. And then I go by SBPP now mm -hmm. because I was at Wingstop doing DoorDash and like an eight-year-old kid came up with his mom. And I'm sitting there, Wingstop is packed, and she goes, uh, hi, excuse me. Are you Susan Bennett's pay pig? Not knowing, I guess, what a pay pig was. And so I, I, I just kind of froze. And she goes, my son is a big fan. Can he get a photo? And I go, yeah. And so we take a photo, and everybody's staring at me. One, because I'm in Cleburne, Texas, taking a photo of people. So uh, that's like not, there's like 30,000 people in the whole area. And so that's weird. But it's also weird that anybody who knows what a pay pig is, I'm taking a picture with a child. Eight year old, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't think this through. I didn't think this account would do well. So then I... Um, yeah, so then I was like, I have to come up with something. And that day I created SBPP News. <laughs> it was like, there's enough news going around. We got Donald Trump. Just, well, I'll tell you this much. It's a witch hunt. <laughs> so were you doing stuff. the news updates, though, at the time? Or no. like, did, were you also like, oh, now I'm going to do news updates? No, I just decided that day. I was just like, okay, I'm going to do news updates called SBPP News. It was literally like, I didn't 
I thought it would do well, but I, th- I just wanted to be called SBPP. <laughs> it was that day. I was kind of in a panic, and now, and now I love giving SBPP news. <laughs> I think you're, like, the funniest person ever. I do want to highlight, because I think it kind of went under the radar, your quick world t-shirts impression that you just did. That <laughs> was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. Um, but SBPP news, if you will, mm-hmm. had quite the character arc. Like, you've, you've got a, a few bits that are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the probably even... Every bit the, the cool thing about SBPP is if you have been following for a year, you see the vernacular progress into what it is. Because yeah. one like one thing that me and my girlfriend do a lot is my from my Johnny Depp videos, I go, Mr. Depp, when when they when you did Alice in Wonderland, did you like it? Okay. And it's like Amber Heard's lawyers, because I was watching the case and I was like, yo, low key, like it seems that they're like huge fans of Johnny Depp. Oh, they're just yeah. asking questions. <laughs> yeah. They're like me in that situation. They're like, Mr. Depp, when you did Pirates of the Caribbean, were you really drunk? <laughs> were you drinking alcohol at the time? It was like a fan Q&A, yeah, and like exactly. not a deposition. So I was just doing this, this terrible, like, Mr. Depp, my client pooped on your bed. Do you like it? And so it's like, but there's so many things like that with SBPP that they just carry on. So you feel like you're in on the joke. My first videos to go viral, viral were like all of those where I just like literally got blacked out. In the first one, I have a sleep mask on because I was in a room full of windows and I needed to sleep and I was like really drunk. And then I had it on and I was like, oh, I should make that video I thought about in passing. And it's, (laughs) this is my impression. And like those, so those videos are probably my favorite. I, I. The I digress. I got yeah. The I in those I go. Was that your honor? Okay, I private digress. <laughs> and the, so the, those follow me. Those like stalk me. So I mean, you've definitely I, like it is interesting though because you've definitely created like a part of culture. Like people say the things that you I say. No, it's like, pretty it's cool. It's part of vernacular. It's pretty cool. Um, so like, w- how does that feel? Like, because it's not just like people like your video, but then they're taking it to the next level. Yeah, it's awesome. It feels it feels really cool because it was like when I was like okay here's a good way to explain this as an underdog where people only know Susan Bennett's pay pig they don't know that I have a following yeah as an underdog it's really cool seeing the creators who are larger who steal my bit and tag me versus the creators who steal the bit and then get defensive when you just said, I probably even digress, which I don't think a human being has ever said, I probably <laughs> even digress, and then try to make it their own. So it's it's really interesting because like when I had a video <clears throat> called, it's not, it wasn't called anything, I don't even think I had a caption, but I just go, I'm really sad. And I rip ass and I go, <laughs> pardon. And I had to realize very quickly that pardon uh, I couldn't control it anymore. Like, yeah. I couldn't be like, hey, dude, like, why'd you steal that? And not get, like, I was I just like, I was like, that's, that's for everyone now, you know? So it's, it's cool. It's cool seeing all the, all the people that credit the underdog. Susan Bennett's Pay Pig, too. Yeah. And it's also really cool beefing with people who don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I love it. I love it. I think it's really cool. Um, I didn't expect Susan Bennett's Pay Pig, too, to have any impact culturally. <laughs> But it did. And I'm like so happy with it. That guy looks bad. That's another one. I mean, you you hit on a, a few of the things that you uh-huh. come out with, that, yeah. such as ripping ass, as you yeah. say, shaving yeah. weird <clears throat> things into your chest hair. Yeah. Um, I have to imagine though, like it it's a lot to put out there yeah. on social media. So I am kind of <clears throat> curious, like how 
is your relationship with social media and are you comfortable at this point just kind of posting whatever or like are you in your head at all yeah that's it's actually that's actually such a good question basically there were only a select amount of people who'd ever seen me shirtless because I'm a very hairy guy right and um like nobody had ever really seen me shirtless and then when I started taking my shirt off and shaving stuff into it and people laughing with me, it actually really helped my my body image a lot, which oh, wow. is crazy. Like people lighting me up on with Chandler Cooper, I did the character where I. <laughs> so doing that, and then people lighting me up about how hideous I am, it, I felt like it was directed at the character that was supposed to look ugly. But it actually helped me a lot with my confidence. Um, so basically, my music and my art that I've created on TikTok has saved a lot of people, but I feel like I was the one that was saved, Brendan. <laughs> I will say I'm really surprised to hear that, though. I yeah, really would kill myself if I had to be shirtless <laughs> on TikTok. Like, I would actually end it all. Um, <laughs> so good for you. Thanks. Uh, and I guess, like, was there ever anything that you ever did post where you're like, oh, I'm questionable? Or, like, you fully, like, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever I want. I've, I've kind of full sent a lot of <clears throat> a lot of things. I'm trying to think of if there's anything I've taken down. I think I think I've taken down quite a bit of things that are kind of push the envelope a little too much because there's you can I, I'm a firm believer that you can be funny and without like punching on anyone. You yeah. know? So but there have been times where I have I've actually had friends call me and say, You should probably take that one down. Really? Yeah, for for a couple videos. But I've posted like as you know, because you've done the deep dive, <laughs> yeah, I posted everything. like 2,000 videos, and I don't really think when I post. Yeah. So I just kind of, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but there are some things I've, I've done that people are like, hey, it's a little far, dude. You should probably delete this one. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. cool that you have like a support system, but also yeah. at the end of the day, it's like... Yeah, but nobody, <laughs> we'll but see. one thing I'll say is nobody calls me and tells me to delete something because it's not funny. Hey, <laughs> that's when you know you made it. No, so, sometimes I'm like, oh, you're being, you're overreacting, and then I'll keep it up, and you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't really post a lot of like controversial stuff. I, I, I give bipartisan news, and I just shut up, <laughs> you know, which is good. Nobody really knows what I'm thinking up there. Yeah, I mean, good. that's literally where I get my news updates from. So, good. except for today, obviously, I yeah. was logged off. Yeah, I want, I want to start doing weather next. Dude, wait! I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I'm, I'm about to start a YouTube channel. This is not even a plug because I'll, you know, if you follow me, you'll probably see it. But um, yeah, I want to do a YouTube channel where I do skits, and then in the middle of them, I interrupt it with "this news," like in a news station. Kind of, kind of. This is so off topic, but in high school, we had like a morning news station. That's literally how I started my media endeavors. Oh, sick! And I, that's what my very first like bit was. I was a funny news guy. Nice. And I was specifically, there was like, I think it was Mean Girls, which I still have yet to see, but I know that there's a, a scene where she like grabs her boobs and she's like, according, it's like, oh, apparently yeah. it's like raining or something. Yeah. And yeah. anyways, it, it killed at Walpole High School. So yeah. it might kill <laughs> through the whole internet. Yeah, we had Buzz News when I was in high school. We had a thing called Buzz News. Were you, what were you like in high school? What was I like in high school? Yeah. Um, I went for two years. I went for my freshman year. Then I did online school for two years. And then I came back my senior year. I was a pretty bullied little guy. Yeah, I actually did hear that. You heard that one? Yeah. Oh, you you saw the (laughs) Hotheads interview? I did. Jeez, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so for two years, I just kind of, but my freshman year, I was a little guy who had a tennis racket that stuck out of my bag that was like bigger than me. (laughs) And then my senior year, I was like kind of cool because I'd become 
I was friends with all the like popular guys, but I also yeah. just loved being at school. Were you like on social media at senior year? I started my sophomore year doing social media. Oh, okay. And so I started songwriting when I was in seventh grade, writing every day because I wanted to be the next Eminem. Thank God I did that. Like shout out, shout out 2010 Chandler for for doing that, for being a little cocky, arrogant little guy. Yeah, but that honestly like sets a foundation for totally, like because you learn from probably being bad. It did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it did. But I I thought I was the best. So I just kept pushing. And then when I saw people around who were better at me, better than me, I, I, I was like freestyling. That's how I write my music is I like, you know, freestyle. But anyways, uh, I was doing Vine um, and stuff my senior year. And my little graduation announcement says good vibes, good vines on it. <laughs> and at the end, my parent uh, of my yearbook, there's a picture of me as a baby. And it was like for every, everybody that got to put their baby pictures in the yearbook. I don't know if that's everybody does that. We did that too. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so that's like a yearbook experience. And then it said on it, um, we're proud to be the the family of the uh, second half of Zach from Zach or of <laughs> Zach and Chandler on Vine or whatever. And so like I was there. It was like my that's entire cool. personality. In that's high awesome school. though. Yeah, I love I love Vine. You Shout did out a, Vine. You did a full one eighty. You up all and then you ended up on top. I know, right? Good for you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so obviously I mentioned like finding you on TikTok. I was pretty delighted to find out you made music. Um, yeah. I immediately went. I, the first song I heard of yours was Lexapro. Mm-hmm. Super good. Like really like well-polished, well-written. Thank Not you. surprising. I'm kind of curious though like about your artist project. What inspired it? What kind of tunes are we like inspired the sound? And Well, it's, it's, it's actually interesting. For, Lexapro is the only song I've released I didn't write. I, one of my best friends, actually two of my best friends, Juliana, who I was talking about, and Silas, they, Silas Gray from the Gray's Music, shout out to the Gray's Music, some of the best music I've ever heard, period. Um, Jaden Gray's, like, produced most of my project, and, like, <clears throat> just fantastic music. But they made this song, and Silas sent it to me, and he's like, bro, listen to this song, bro. And I was like, all right, word. So I listened to it, and I just started crying. Lexa, oh, bro. And it was his, his demo. It's so beautiful. And I was like, dude, I want this song. I was like, you gonna release it? He was like, no, I'm not gonna release it. He was like, I'm going to sell it. And then a couple months later, I just reached out, and I was like, dude, can I buy the song? I was, like, drunk. And I was like, can I just buy the song? He was like, yeah. And so he gave me a little discount on it, and then I went out to LA. But anyways, my, my, my artist project was, like I had said, I was, a, I was a, like, a rapper. Yeah. You know, I was a rapper. And so I, I, my goal with social media, it was originally to do, like, Vine and stuff, or to do MagCon. But my goal, my end goal was to use that for leverage to make music and like get those connections because I could write, I could rap, I couldn't produce, and I didn't think I could sing very well. I, I was like in choir and I was like very, I did very well in choir, but I just didn't really want to sing. I wanted yeah. to rap. And then I got with uh, this dude one town over, his name was Scott, and we made like a project together. And I just found out in that that I was really good at singing the hooks. So I had a song. My first song I released was called Collect. It was on my 2017 album. That's like only available on SoundCloud now. Um, but it was called Collect, and I'm just rapping. And then I sing the chorus, and it was like really pretty, kind of ethereal. And then my second song, I kind of belt the chorus, and I'm rapping. And then that just led to all these different sounds. And next thing I knew, I was like, I want to do a song where I don't rap. That was my song called Pineapple Lime. And these are all from that album. And I found a lot of myself in that album. And then, yeah, so, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I just continued rapping and writing over 
um, YouTube beats and trying to sing, but I didn't know how auto-tune works. So next thing I know, I'm like doing all these layers. And Do you produce? I produce now. Oh, cool. A little bit. Not, not, not much, but I, I do. I can hold my own a little bit. Um, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm not, I'm not where I want to be with that. Yeah. But I made my project in 2021 after a breakup. And I was, I told them ahead of time, I said, hey, no rap. Like, I, I love rap. I'm good at it, but no rap. And so we made sure there was no rap on the project. This is like a pop, pop thing. So, like, that's, it's always been, music is my, my favorite thing. And everybody asks me, they say, when are you going to quit with the, uh, with the TikToks? Like, at what point do you think you're going to quit TikTok and just focus full time on music? And I'm like, I don't think I can. Like, I love, like, I love when people come up and they're like, I love your TikToks. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. And when people come up, I love your music. And, I, and, you know, I love that. You know, I love both of them. But I don't, yeah, I'm just going to continue doing both. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, where are you, would you say, in like your, your artist career? Like, do you have a manager, agent, publicist, things like that? I'm completely independent. And I don't have, yeah, I don't have management. I don't have uh, labels. I don't have, um, yeah, I don't have anything. It's just me. It's just me. (laughs) Yeah. It's a pain in the ass because, like, it's so, it's, the thing they don't tell you is, like, it's so, you can be so skilled, but it's really hard getting the, I've probably messaged, oh, my God, I probably messaged 200, 300 managements. A and R's labels, and like never hear back. I don't know what it is, but I it's like I go. I've been going to events and stuff, and I just I just can't figure out how to crack. Yeah, that. that's pretty shocking. I saw because you also said that like same with like social media sales and like sponsorships and, yeah. and paid stuff. That's surprising. Both of them yeah. together. How are you reaching out to them? Are you just like DMing them? Uh, I'm I'm drafting emails and you know. I'm DMing, I'm finding emails, I'm doing there. Yeah, with, with the brands and stuff, too, I'll, I'll reach out with my analytics screenshotted and, you know, I don't know. But yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> All right, so this is what we're going to do. You got a one sheet? got an EPK? I don't even know what that is. There we go. That's step number one, baby. Um, is that like a, like a press? It's basically like a resume like a press for kit? your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just has all the good stuff, and you you don't inflate, but you say you only include the good stuff that people care about, and people are gonna pretend to like listen to your music. They'll probably this is fucked up, but people will just look at the numbers, and a lot Got of times it. they don't even listen to your music, um, and they'll just be like, oh, he has nine hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Like, yeah, yeah let's do something with him. Um, but that, honestly, I always like whenever I work with like developing artists, that's the first thing I recommend is like just getting a nicely branded piece of like a l- nice content. little press kit yeah and like it the what it looks like honestly says so much more than the numbers on it like just having really? it look like legit opens up so many like doors cool that's what i'm gonna do then and like you start. definitely have like the talents the <laughs> network you. the streamings like you definitely have the ability to make this like the full-time gig thank um, you i su- was surprised to hear that you know yeah. you were hitting with rejection but that is the road of an independent artist you will Free face agent. a lot more yeah hell yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy the being the uh, being independent and like doing DoorDash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, and then and then on top of that, like everybody around when I like talk about it, they're like, "Oh, but you have, you know, like a million followers." That you know, people just kind of assume I'm super rich. Yeah, I'm like you know, I, I, I cater for a sandwich shop, you know, <laughs> and I do DoorDash. But hey, it's it, anything to like fund the dream is super respectable. Yeah, yeah, it's super. It's I I love it though. I'm happy. Yeah, you know, and it was a there was a time where, you know, there there have been times, 
throughout the social media stuff where if I heard that, I wouldn't care what the finances look like, you know? Yeah. Because I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm making the music, I'm finally making the music that, it, it went from, uh, do you make good music? And me going, ah, you know, I don't know. It's like, that's an opinion to me being like, yeah, I've invested so much of my, like, of my everything into the music, of my yeah. money and my, you know, my heart into the music. Like, I think that I can't make better. And every time I make music, I try to make music that I don't think I can make better. And so I'm like, yeah, I think I make good music. So that, just that jump there would make little me proud. So yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't get too lost in it. No, that's actually super awesome. I was, I was just like interviewed for this thing. And that was honestly one of the biggest things I said is like, there was obviously times where as you're growing, you are so focused on what could be and what could have been and, and yeah. opportunities that maybe you lost. But like, think of square one. It's like you have music on Spotify. Like totally. that's that's already an achievement in itself. Like totally. you're already doing the things that you want to do. And as an independent artist, like you need to find comfort in that because yeah. there is a very high chance that it's not going to be your full-time career because yeah. it's fucking hard. And even yeah. the people that look like they're popping off and like are signed to labels are in debt. Like totally. Yeah. yeah. Like you really do need to be grateful and, and mindful of the small wins and, and maybe try to take those small wins and totally. turn them into bigger yeah. ones. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And there was like, I saw, I saw a thing on online that was like, if you are an independent artist and you're like struggling, um, it was like it was like, and you have your stuff on Spotify. Just remember, you have your stuff out, and so many people who are so talented and probably more talented than you will never release because they they're too much of perfectionists. So you've already mm-hmm. made the big leap. Yeah, and just like consistency, like you've been doing this for so long. Yeah, uh, and so many people. Taylor Swift. Uh, what did she say? Ask me why so many people fade, but I'm still here. <laughs> that oh, yeah. alone is an accomplishment. That like. The consistency yeah. is that you have an audience, and one day, not that you're not there yet, but like that audience is gonna follow you through all of the greatness that you accomplish. Yeah. So, yeah, you're doing so it right. Shout out, shout out to y'all. Shout out, shout out to anybody watching this. And if you've gotten this far, comment. I ain't missing this music. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do that once with like a playlist. It didn't work. Oh, out. really? Um, Damn. I want to talk about your music though. You said New Chevy was like your favorite track that you've ever made um you said it like helps you surrender to the art of music i'm kind of curious what you meant by that damn i don't remember where i said that at (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so music uh, not music new chevy new chevy was i I was fresh out of a breakup and um i knew that the one thing i needed to do i had money saved up for like an apartment and I was like, you know what I need to do is I need to just invest this in music. And I was angry. I had such a big chip on my shoulder. And then I got with my friend, uh, Jaden, Jaden Gray. And he was like, okay, what vibe are we going to go for? And I was like, dude, I trust you. Just like have fun. Like I, I just have stuff I want to say. Um, and he was like, do you trust me? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you sure? And then he went in, he started making this, this song. And then it came together in such a interesting way because he goes oh i have an idea for this what if it went thought i had the antidote and he goes i don't know we're not gonna say new chevy but then i was thinking about it and i was like no like that's perfect and so it was one of these one of those things where it just kind of magically came together and while i was so angry and wanting to make like angry like just insane artsy music that song that song being the first song on the project that i'd worked on I was just like, I can't do anything angry now because of how beautiful and how accepting and how 
much like how the undertones of self love are for this song. Yeah. And it changed the course of the of the music. And so, um, so yeah, that that song was just I was in such a such a crazy place mentally and emotionally, and that song helped pull me out of it and helped me like kind of slap me in the face and be like, hey, dude, we're like this is yeah we're an artist like stop yeah. chill and so like the hook to it was some was like the first thing i wrote well i've like freestyled it i actually have the the original freestyle that new chevy came from but it was called drunk and um it like it just fits so well in new chevy and it, everything about that song just magically came together and that being the first track that i worked on just set the course for my music to be a lot less like oh, I fucking hate myself, and more like, hey, like we we go through things and we're okay. So I think New Chevy really, um, not I think New Chevy really just completely changed the way I thought and the way that I went through the grieving process. Wow. And I did it while homeless in L.A. for six months. Like I'd wiped out my bank account, given it as down payment, and then was just like, all right, let's create. And so six months, no car, because I flew out there, crashing on couches. Damn, dude. Yeah, hungry. Just making making the music. Meanwhile, puffing out my stomach, looking like I'm eating good, bro. Shaving stuff for Like making these goofy videos while I'm like drowning. But I'm like, you know what? Like this is this is part of this process. Yeah. So, but yeah, new Chevy, new Chevy, new Chevy really really set set everything up for you, it to be a slam dunk record, in my opinion. I feel like hearing that. Like, do you think that experience? Mm, kind of shape the rest of your artistry absolutely yeah yeah absolutely and i kind of here's the thing too i kind of knew it would like i could have done it in a much smarter way yeah not smarter but i could have done it in a, in a much more comfortable way I, def- I understand what you're saying you know like, like, sometimes I you need that kick in the ass instead of like six months i could have been like okay one month go back save up some more money come back for a little bit okay things i'm not it's kind of slow right now let me go and do this and do this and like you know but then coming back Going there, like looking like this, and then coming back with a beard like down to here, <laughs> and like it was, it was just, it was, it was an insane, insane thing. But yeah, new Chevy, new shout out, new Chevy. If you haven't heard new Chevy, that's like the, that's like the, I don't know, it's it's a it's a great record to be that's honest. Awesome. So what have we been writing about lately? What's been inspiring us? Oh man, I've been getting really deep into the production side of things. I'm I'm working on like um, figuring stuff out for my next album. Word, and so. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be like stacking up for that. Are you so, cool. are you self-producing? Uh, I'm gonna try to self-produce two songs on the album, but then the rest would be like ten. And then me and me and Sarah, we worked on uh, we worked on like a little intro when I was first trying to figure out how to do producing, and I wasn't good, but she can play like every instrument. Awesome! Yeah, shout out to Sarah, she's cool. It's you. Have, uh, you're not a mic, but I'll answer for what you say. <laughs> do, do you have like a preferred? What's your like go-to instrument? Yeah, oh, well, that's, like, super helpful for, like, everything about yeah, production. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you need for everything, so it's cool. I'm kind of curious about your gigging history. What's your gigging history? play out a lot? Uh, I haven't played out a whole lot. I've I've done a couple shows. I did um, I did a show one time. At, it was actually, I used to have, like, really bad, um, really bad, um, like, stage fright yeah. type thing, but I would go up and I would just sing and the vocals would be good, but I wouldn't have any energy kind of, like, standing there, hand in my pocket. And then one day, I, like, I did a... I went to a party and I performed and nobody paid attention to me and everybody just kind of walked away. Yeah, it's tough. 
And it actually made me like, oh, if that's the worst case scenario, like I don't yeah. really give a shit. And then, I, you know, I've been good from there. But yeah, I, I perform. I, I performed at uh, my last performance I did was at a, at, a, at a venue in Omaha called The Waiting Room Lounge. I was in like June, but I've been trying to perform more. And before that, I'd set up in an, uh, um, a performance in like a cafe. Yeah, like oh, a cafe cool. in my town in like this 200-year-old building or whatever. I was like, so that was that was cool. I was performed it at parties. Acoustic? No, no. Oh. They had like a little system or whatever. And it was it was cool. It was a cool little setup, but I didn't even have like a DJ. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't even have like a, a, like a DJ. So I get really distracted by things, but like not even, not even like, I'm distracted, but in a, like a, like a, you know. There's a camera right there, and I just got excited. excited Josh. Oh, Josh. This is my new link to that shot. This is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen Josh in so long because this is a new studio. We used to record elsewhere. Um, but nevertheless, are you, like, confident in your live set? Oh, or? I am. Yeah, okay, I am. I, like, I've performed with autotune, without autotune. I like it without autotune. I like the raw vocals. Yeah. With, like, some backing tracks to lean on. When, but I love I, – I, like, actually give – it's one of those – I get. I worked very hard on being able to perform because I I have such as you know I have very sad music yeah. with upbeat kind of uh, feels to it. So like, I'll get like shirtless on stage if I have like a design on me. I'll get like shirtless and <laughs> perform. And you know I I keep the energy really high, and it's like basically cardio. But I make sure like I hit the notes. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh yeah I'm very confident in my my performing abilities. Okay, sweet. Is that, uh, cool. is that uh, in the cards for 2024, more live shows? Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get 2024 to just be like, just ripping live shows. I, lo- I just love performing. I love performing. I never thought I would. I always thought I was going to fail with music because I didn't love performing. And so, because I was always so scared. Because then it's like, you know, if I'm acting, I'm acting. But if it's singing, it's like, you know, it's a lot. It takes... It was a lot easier to take things personal when it's songs that I wrote that are like authentically me and yeah. it's me singing and belting, you know, like that was always a lot harder. But I love, yeah, I love performing. I love, um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. I want to I want to do a lot more this year. I'm yeah, I mean, trying. You definitely have to like rip the bandaid off with performing to totally. like actually understand it and like totally. know where you excel. Um, obviously, you want more shows this year. What totally. uh, what other music industry goals we got? Man. Hmm. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to get, yeah, I just, I just really want to do shows. I just want to do a lot more shows. That's kind of it. I want to do a lot more shows. And then, um, also my goal is by the end of the year, at least have a majority of my next album done. I already have the concept completely written out. I have scripts written and things like that for little bits in between. Cause I love bits and songs. (laughs) I think every song I I I actually, uh, there was a few that I was like listening on shuffle and the, there, I think there were like two back to back where they ended in like skits, some like type of vocal. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm very obsessed with it. New Chevy has at the end has like at the beginning, new Chevy starts with, I, I when I was going through a breakup, I was like, I'm probably going to make music about this. <laughs> so I started documenting, not like on some like crying on my story type shit, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to document these and just save them. Yeah. And so I documented every time that it got so overwhelming and I sampled them a couple of times. I sampled them in the eye to eye video, but I didn't want to drown it out with me. I've got, I'm going through what everybody goes through. I didn't want to like drown it out with that. So, so anyways, um, 
Yeah, so like new Chevy starts with, I need to get home. I need to get home. It's me like having a meltdown, just bawling my eyes out. And then it ends with the exact same thing. I need to get home. I need to get home. But here's a, here's a concept a lot of people don't know about that song. And I, I always get stuck on new Chevy. But it's, it, end, it starts with these words as a breakdown, ends with these words. And, um, and it, so it starts with, I need to get home. I need to get home. Like, and at the end, it's Chandler. Hey, hey, you're saying her name in your sleep again. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I mean, it's fine. Like, how about we just, like, stay in today and we can do, like, anything you want. And then it ends with, I need to get home. No, I need to get home. Like, and so it's kind of the, uh, the acceptance of here's where I was in, in this past that I've had. Here's where I am now. And it was stemmed from John Bellion has a, a line on one of his songs where he says, there's someone gorgeous in my bed tonight, but I'm so petrified that I'll die alone. Yep. And... That's also of, one of my like all-time favorite songs, but yeah. Oh my god, yeah, Human. Yeah, the, the acoustic of that is crazy. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of like that, that kind of, um, uh, that kind of feel to it. With, but it's also me doing the girl voice, so it's a variation of me. It's myself who's the one that pulled me out of it and was able to pull m- myself out of it, and the, someone that's always going to be there. I don't care. You know, yeah. we just stay in, let's take a day for ourselves. And then, like, no, I need to get out and do stuff. You know, like, so it was like, so, I, but I just love bits. Like, he's about to start, has a weird bit in it where it's like, I'm so excited to see what he brings up next. I'm not, he sucks. And it's just so, <laughs> you know. And I don't think I realized that you were the voice of them. I, I'm the voice of everything on that album except the, and he's about to start, Chandler, Chandler, wake up, wake up, wake yeah. up. It's my family. Oh yeah, it's my that's parents. Kind of, that's my parents. Really nice to have them on that. Yeah, it's my parents' voice memos, and then every all the other like voices are are me and the bits. Because I was like, I was just having fun. And my producer, every time I would do that, he would look at me like this. I'd look over, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" That's uniquely you, man. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, I love hearing about the like little intricacies, um, yeah. which is why I think I'm like really excited to hear what you self produce. I would I would like yeah. to really delve into that when uh, yeah. when they're out. Yeah, when they're out, I'll definitely. You know how it goes. I would like make five hundred songs. Oh yeah, and then it's like, oh, this one's good. This one, this one's good. <laughs> we could do this one. People are like, I want to hear the other ones. Nope, you don't. You don't. Uh, well, I mean, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I love learning more about SBPP. <laughs> That's right. And thanks for having him here. And I love learning more about your music. Um, we touched on your industry goals, but I, I do like to wrap up every interview with this question. Mm. Unrelated to music, unrelated to your career. What are some goals you have in the near future? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. My, it's hard because I go kind of a I kind of go 100 miles an hour just on the career stuff. And, yeah. And, you know, I there, That's there, why I asked this question because yeah. everyone is yeah. like that. Yeah, there's, there's, a, I, there's a quote. I forget who the quote is from, but it's like, if you take away your job, your passions, and this, 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 like, who are you in the end of the day? If you don't have those things, you've never had an interest in whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, I struggle with that. I think my goal is just to remain this level of happy, no matter what happens. You know, oh. like I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very content. I have a great family, great girlfriend, great friends around me. Um, Can I ask I you a question? Lot. Sorry, sure. I, I don't typically interrupt, but I am kind of curious. Um, is your happiness? Is your happiness like? Is there a foundation of your happiness that's built on like the success of your stuff, or are we past that point? Um. I, I've, I've always just kind of been happy. Yeah. Like, even even when I've been sad, I've had, like, under undertones. I can say it doesn't make it bad. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there's... I don't, I don't get really... Uh, with the TikTok stuff, 
it's all SBPP. With SBPP, it made it to where I can actually like I don't I don't have a posting schedule. I just shit post. If I go three days without posting and then post twenty times in a day, I just post when I want to, and that makes it so much lighter and so much more fun. Mm. And so I think I think definitely definitely that has an element of it. But so many things have so many different elements to it about okay. why I'm happy. I'm always pretty happy. Cool. I guess. Yeah. So I yeah every everything everything. It's just the ladder of everything. I'm jealous. Keeps me happy. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, um, man. No, I think I just asked because obviously I talked to like a lot of um, creatives since either yeah. it's one or the other. People are either like, I think that's also why I asked that question because a lot of people's like mental well-being is related to um, totally. their success in their career. Totally. And I think that's something I personally like unlearned recently. Yeah. Um, so I just like to hear other people's perspectives yeah. on it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty happy fella. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank I, God. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, there's... Yeah, I'm always pretty happy. I went through a, a couple years where I was not very happy. And it was the most productive years I'd had because I felt like I had to. There was just so many things that, that fell into, like, me making my project. Yeah. It was just two years of just ass. <laughs> and then I released the project. I felt, uh, you know, healed from all the traumas that I'd gone through in in my life. And I worked on them in a in the only way I knew how to work on them and came out a different person, came out a lot stronger and ultimately, yeah, a lot happier. So that's, you know, that's, that's what it is. It's very nice to be happy. Well, hey, as a fan, that is quite delightful to hear. I'm yeah. excited for what 2024 has in store for you. It's you definitely you. have everything in place to have a really great future. So Thank I'm excited you, to Thank be a you. fan. I appreciate it. Thank you, dude. <laughs>